0: Hello and welcome to Vivian Miles's Infinite Watch List, and we are in literally the middle of our top one hundred horror films. Very exciting that this film is number fifty. Can you believe you've done fifty?
1: No, I can't. I'm Miles. Okay. Hey. I'm sorry, I'm there. Yeah. You forgot to introduce us. I know, that's I so exciting. I'm
0: so excited about hitting the 50 mark. No, I
1: can't. I can't believe it. We're halfway there, halfway yeah. through the marathon.
0: And you've, that's we incredibly well, I have to say. I thought that yeah. by 50, there would have been some that you would have been like, yeah, I'm not finishing it.
1: No, I've been tempted quite a few times, <laughs> this week included. But. I have persevered 50 I can't believe it halfway there
0: yeah that's very exciting yeah I mean at 50 I I feel it's safe to say you will never become a horror fan but I think you have watched a lot of movies that you had have never done on your own and some of them you've actually liked yeah for sure
1: yeah 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 I do. There's quite a few. I like it when the, well. You know by now what I like.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't like when there's just violence for no reason.
0: Yeah.
1: And I still, it doesn't matter how many films I watch, I just don't enjoy seeing blood guts. I don't like it. <laughs> so. It's funny because. Constant problem.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess I I'm the gore part doesn't really affect me. I don't. I find it so. Fake and over the top, um, but I know for some people that's like a that's mm. that's what makes them not. Yeah, and it's not conforming. always it's not
1: always that fake and over the top. That's the problem. <laughs> that's oh, when awesome. it becomes a problem when you've got like the ritual and it's not fake and over the top. It's just a <laughs> bit too real. But yeah, yeah, I that's true. That it.
0: there's some that feel more uh, real than others mm. for sure.
1: Yeah, exactly. For sure, but yeah. I so believe
0: it. Oh, number fifty
1: so far. Oh, that's a journey, same. yeah,
0: yeah. And and I'm kind of glad that this one hit number fifty because this is a like a very uh, renowned horror film. It's it's very loved and and it's a, it's considered a masterpiece. So, um, our fiftieth film is 1977. It's not the remake. 1977s. Mario <laughs> Argento's Suspiria
1: I think if um, anyone's been following us, they know we never do a remake As far as I know, I don't uh,
0: think we have, have we? Well, uh, Body Snatcher was a remake okay. we, we did the 70s one and there was like one from the 50s and we did the remake okay. But yes, usually we don't It's very rare Very rare Very rare Um. And uh, this film is oh, there's some kinds of noises happening in my apartment right now. My cat was meowing, and now my oh. driver has made the little song letting me know do what's done. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry that you can hear it. What um, song does it play, Bill Bailey?
0: Just it does not. I wish I wish you could program it to play Bill Bailey, yeah, or or I to even it. like to just say, "I could do Bill Bailey." I could do I can do Bill Bailey. I, I wish Bill Bailey. I could can have it say that, it's just like a random. That would be... Do you hear it?
1: Deedle, 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 deedle. No, I can't hear anything. Didn't hear it. <laughs> Good to yeah, see that's you. What <laughs> that's what I'm afraid I cannot hear
0: that. Well, well, anyway. Or... Anywhere, there are no dryers in <laughs> Siberia, Not at all, but I was yeah. going to say that speaking of films that feel um, not real and films that feel real Suspiria is a film Mm. in which the director purposely wanted it to feel unreal from the get-go like he he sets it in this world where nothing is quite right from the beginning Mm. just the the colors and the lighting puts you in this like uh, um this looks like the real world but not really you know kind Mm -hmm. of situation of everything feels off from the beginning and, and he does a lot of that with the with the color saturation and the lighting um, and obviously the music which is um, quite unnerving yeah horrible so the music is <laughs> done by an Italian rock band called Goblin and uh, they're a progressive rock band so they use a lot of weird instruments and sounds and electronics and uh, Argento worked side-by-side with them because he wanted a specific unnerving sound that would put people on the edge Mm. and uh and I read that he actually had the music blasting on the set to get the actors into this like state and uh and some of the actors said that it was really unpleasant
1: oh my
0: (laughs) It's such the sounds are so sharp and there's like growls and weird voices, and so they were yeah. put them in that just like no release from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, horrible. gosh, the reason he was able to do that, which I thought was very interesting, is that the sound for this film was not recorded at the same time as the visuals because the idea there were actors so we have american actors we have german actors we have italian actors we even have miguel Bosé, who's from spain so young and beautiful um so he had all the actors speak in their native language so um the actress who plays susie jessica harper said that um a lot of times it was really confusing because a lot of times they couldn't really communicate with each other um, because the the film was actually dubbed into all the different languages according to release. So they dubbed it into Italian, they dubbed it into English, they dubbed it into... So none of the actual dialogue was recorded while they were filming it, which is very rare. Gosh, that's strange. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, you picked a tough one for number 50, that's for sure. You're making You're making sure that I'm on my toes.
0: <laughs> it's it's one of my favorites and I know for you the experience is very different because for me this film is so beautiful to look at that it's it, it I don't find it scary at all just because it's even the blood is so it looks like paint like the consistency of it and the red is so bright that um I'm it just is just almost distracting to me from the the violence of it just Mm because it's so beautiful to look at and the the colors are so cool yeah the colors are
1: pretty stunning but I would personally call it an unpleasant watch (laughs) it's not a pleasant thing to watch it's like a bad experience it's
0: quite violent do you want to set it up do you want to set up what the premise of it is
1: Oh, I can try. <laughs> Which is one of the reasons why it's not my favourite is because it spends quite a lot of time making you feel quite confused. It takes quite a long time to quite understand what's actually happening. I mean,
0: the, the general premise you've got.
1: Yeah. That Susie yeah. was the
0: ballet dancer, right?
1: Yeah. So, yeah, well, the general premise is that Susie has travelled from New York to Germany to join this ballet or dance academy um that's supposed to be renowned and very famous and from the start as usual she arrives and as usual with these horror films the weather dictates that it's gonna be a an unpleasant experience
0: do you know speaking of the weather do you know i love when she's in the cab being Mm. driven to the school and you just see this like very heavy rainfall and there's a piece of it where there's like lights of different colors and the rain is falling on different color lights so the rain looks blue and red and Mm. so So beautiful
1: yeah it is shot very very well um but when she arrives at the academy they they claim they don't know who she is or why she's there and they don't let her in so already you're a bit like what's that about why why is she why <laughs> why is she traveling there right. and
0: she's arriving recently? in the middle of the night as well which is strange yeah that is also strange
1: um and so it's not until she goes back and also she sees another person looking unnerved and leaving and something's going on there's action going on um and then when she returns the next day they act as if, oh, that's odd. Why that the when she's met by the German dance teacher, she's like, that's strange. Mm-hmm. Why would you have been sent away? I'm so sorry about that. That's unusual. Hannah, I,
0: I believe is her name, Miss Tanner. Uh, Hannah.
1: <laughs> Miss Trunchbull. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, she's very severe.
1: And, yeah, she's very severe, very scary, like matron.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs>
1: And that's kind of the premise, and from pretty early on, we learn that things are very are not there's something unsettling and right. strange happening at this academy. Something's not something's wrong as often very, very wrong. And we
0: we do get to see that something is incredibly wrong because before Susie returns in the morning, we do see Pat, who's the girl that she sees leaving. She's like standing in the door, and it looks like she's arguing with someone. And she runs out into the rain mm-hmm. and we kind of see what happens after when she comes back and eventually she gets murdered in a quite um, horrific way uh-huh. back at the school. Um, again, I, that scene is so beautiful. It's not beautiful because it's very violent, but it's so cool looking because the blood is so red and and at one point like he's, you just see a hand stabbing her and then you see her actual exposed heart beating, and then you see the knife go into the heart, and then she's kind of tied up in the whoever is doing this to her, ties up the string, and then she falls through the stained glass, beautiful stra- stained glass. She falls down and, and she ends up being like hanging there, but she was already dead. Um. it's it's just striking just the color of it it's so beautiful and striking so when yes when susie returns (laughs) this has happened i'm trying to
1: hold back um that description has made me feel quite nauseous (laughs) being reminded it's horrible of the the exposed heart beating (laughs) every bit of what you just said that whole bit is horrible
0: Oh, I just it. think the colors are so gorgeous, and then that stained glass like breaking and falling—it's just—it's it's, just, it's, it's why a beautiful. Why can't we have
1: those colors without God. someone being stabbed in the heart? Can't we? Is well, I think way? because the
0: colors, <laughs> you know, and I and I read that Argento wanted to make this look like a nightmare, which is why he chose the visuals to be the way they are—the the bright colors and also even the actors feeling. Hanan acting sometimes almost slow to what's happening. And they never comment on it. Like, um, like, for example, that scene after the maggots are falling from the ceiling, which is horrendous. And all the girls are moved out of the dormitory area into, like, the dance room. And they make, like, a makeshift. Yes. When they turn off the light, there's just red light all around it and nobody Mm -hmm. makes a comment going like what is this crazy red light how are we supposed to sleep with this red light like it's just normal like it's yeah um so he said that he just wanted people to feel like this was kind of a nightmare Um, yeah not quite real yes you'll find this you'll find this very interesting because i didn't know this and i found this out and it was kind of horrifying but um so Dario Argento directed it, and he also co-wrote it. And originally, he wanted this dance school to be for kids, so he wanted it to be um, little girls up to 12 years old. Um, and his father was the producer, Salvatore Argento. And when he told his father that's the idea, his father said, absolutely not. We're not having children in this movie um the script is exactly the same like the script is the script we see but the actors were supposed to all be children oh wow and so his father said absolutely not you'll get us shut down um Mm -hmm. this is way too violent for children to be involved in this movie so he decided to then go older with you know i guess young women and and men there's young men too um but he didn't change the script which is why some of the interactions between the characters don't feel quite right it feels very childish like the teasing and the mm. the yeah. conversations uh because That's it was right. meant to be children
1: um true. yeah and he didn't then he adapt kept, script at all
0: yeah he kept it the same and then he decided that He, I don't know if you noticed, but all the doors, the doorknobs are at head level with all the actors, so they always have to reach up to open a door. Um, Mm. so he he did that on purpose because he still felt that there's this childlike thing, right, of this character. So he wanted, even though they're adults, he wanted them to almost look like children, like children. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. So yeah, I thought that was crazy.
1: It is crazy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because it's quite violent. Like the the I violence is very graphic
1: <laughs> in <isn't> it. Yes. <laughs> it certainly is. Gosh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah, so it was, it's quite I find I found a lot of it very confusing until we get to the later on when we hear the actual what's happening when we understand more about the coven. Right. I found a lot to of be it.
0: confusing. Like it's meant to be. Yeah. We're kind of seeing it through Susie's eyes. Like I think we're Susie is all of us, of yeah. knowing something is not right, but not mm-hmm. quite knowing what is happening. We know people are being killed. Yeah. we see that. We don't know who's doing the killing or why they're doing the killing. No,
1: something that doesn't help, and it actually reminds me a bit of some of the other films we've seen in this era, is that a lot of the the female characters look quite similar. And so yeah, I found sometimes someone was killed and then the next scene, I'm like, hang on. I thought you were just killed. Like, I'm really confused, why are you are back? Because they've all got that same quite generic shoulder length hairstyle and they're very yeah. tiny, they're all very slim, like no one right. looks very, they all look the same. And I guess that's probably because they're all have to be a certain age and size for the ballet mm. or whatever, but. I yeah. like I find with a film, the characters, they're not very distinct. So I found after a while, I was getting a bit like there. Which one's... Which
0: one's <laughs> which, yeah. Who she's
1: staying with, who, that's confusing.
0: Right. I think, yeah, yeah, I think the ones that you get to know the most are, are Susie, who's the lead character. And then yeah. Sarah, you get to see her quite a lot, because then she becomes good friends with Susie. And she's kind of the one that... um knows a little bit more of what's going on and she is trying to figure it out it it doesn't work out well for her um it doesn't and then we yeah (laughs) but yeah there's a lot of other dancers and then mark who is played by miguel bose who is this spanish Mm. singer that i loved and it's so funny because i i know i've sent you pictures of him before um yeah yeah and uh i i always forget that he's in this movie Until I see it, I'm like, "Oh, that's right. He said this." (laughs) Oh, it's It's interesting because there's people from all over in this movie, Um, all kinds of languages, and he's spoken.
1: He is very. He's a very pretty person.
0: (laughs) He's. Can you repeat that? You kind of cut out a little bit. What did he say? He's a very
1: pretty person.
0: Oh, he's he's a very
1: pretty person.
0: So and he was a ballet dancer and, and you see him dance and you can tell that he knows what he's doing and his body is very slim and ballet like Yeah. Um mm-hmm. he was just gorgeous yeah. in this movie. Um as a matter of fact whenever you get around to watching Drag Race um Spain on season 2 one of the queens does him for snatch game does Miguel Bose. No oh, way! Wow. like present Miguel Bose. But yeah. <laughs> Amazing. That's so cool. yes, and and we see a little flirtation between Mark and Susie, which is very yes. cute. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah there's a lot of very weird things that happen and just weird images that again to me look so beautiful that they're really not scary because I'm just like in awe of how beautiful it is to look at because it looks like almost like a painting that's come to life in in a creepy way Um, yeah Yeah. but we we see this this situation where um, they tell her when she arrives that her room is not ready so I believe her room was Pat's room, the girl who's died. And they they let her know that they had a terrible accident and and this girl has died. And and she was like, Oh, yikes. Um and the room is not ready. So she ends up going to one of the other girls' apartment that's off campus. And she was planning very much on staying there. But uh, the headmistress, uh, uh, Madame Blanc, Mm -hmm. had none of that. And they were very pushy about her coming to stay. Um, And she was like, no, I'm good. And then all of a sudden, she falls ill. It's Madame Blanc, who is actually played by the actress who plays her, Joan... Bennett um, was cast because she was in a few films back in the 20s and 30s, uh, a few Fritz Lang films. And Dario Argento was a huge fan of Fritz Lang, and she always played a femme fatale in those movies. And so he wanted her specifically for this part. Oh, wow. Which is pretty cool. That's very cool. Yeah. (laughs) That's nice. Yes. Mm. Um, And the
1: who's which one's the the mistress that's like in charge of the dancing
0: oh tenor.
1: yeah she's tanner terrible. is <laughs> like the
0: very very severe one yes
1: and very rude she's so rude terrible but she when kicks she says out that, the,
0: the piano player she, oh
1: well before that that bit's horrific but the bit before that when the waiter she says oh he's ugly what does she say she says oh yeah he's the ugly, guy don't worry he can't, can't hear what i'm saying He's Romanian, he can't hear what I'm saying. Don't worry about it.
0: Yes. And he, he she mm-hmm. tells the whole story about how he had his all his teeth replaced and
1: yeah, this yeah.
0: yeah. And he's quite but the bit with the dog
1: oh, is horrible. God. That whole section was really like, what am I watching here? Yeah, do you want to talk about it that all?
0: Because I have I have here my first the first time we see the dog when the so the the piano player for the ballet school is blind and he has a, a guide dog. That um he leaves outside of the school so that he can go and play piano, which I already take issue with that. Like that dog should be led inside and given some water, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then when Susie comes in the morning, the dog is outside, and she walks right past the dog without. I'm like, see, I already Susie, we're not. I don't like you because how do you walk past a dog and not go to it and go like, hey, and pet it and. She had, it was like nothing. It was like a statue. Nothing. She had no reaction to the sweet dog there's, over there. There's a
1: lot of issues. <laughs> I don't know where to start. Yeah. But I mean, what happens later with the bat is the biggest issue. I would have thought for you. Oh, I was, I, I that. oh that's bad. It's a
0: good thing the bat looks very fake. Um, yeah. But yes, exactly. I, and we'll get there because I have a lot to say about that. As you can imagine. Um, mm-hmm. But well, do you want to well, talk about um, the situation with the dog? What happens? Yeah. Well, what leads up to it? <laughs> this first, you know, that little boy that was super creepy. That little blonde German boy. Yes. What about him? So the first thing that happens with the dog is that we see this little asshole and his terrifying woman that's always with him that never speaks walk towards the dog and everybody get very uneasy and the dog is like growling at them because they're they're evil they're not good people and the dog can tell Mm -hmm. and then apparently the dog bites the kid and that's when the piano player gets kicked out of the school and all this whole thing
1: yeah well we don't actually see him by anyone so that's why I was Mm -hmm. I didn't know if he'd actually had or hadn't I was like I don't know
0: Right, but, but yeah. Tanner says it to him says that dog, that horrible dog of yours bit my nephew, and she goes off on yeah, him, and that's why she gets fired.
1: Yeah, but I'm saying because we don't see it, we don't know if she's telling the truth or not, I'm guessing.
0: Correct. Yeah, correct. We she tells him don't. the kid is in the hospital. Like, yeah, we don't. Clearly, it wasn't true because we see the kid later and he doesn't seem to have any injuries.
1: But we also see that that dog has. The potential to do something like that as well. well <laughs> we find out but where- the
0: dog, the dog was bewitched. You saw that thing fly off the building, right? That statue. Yeah. And it, yes. so that's what happens to the dog. The dog becomes possessed by that thing. Right.
1: Well the bit beforehand that we were talking about was that he, she marches in, he's just playing and the germ the scary German um mistress walks in. And says, your dog just hurt that boy and he's disgusting and you're getting out right now. And the man is disgusted by this. He's like, how dare you? My dog would never do something like that. And she literally like throws Mm -hmm. his, it was a horrible thing. It's due to a blind man, throws his stick. Mm
0: -hmm. And like tells
1: him to get out. He's obviously very very upset by that. Um, That's that section. But then the bit later on, I hated that bit. <laughs> I really disliked this bit with the dog. That's when I thought, okay, what the hell am I watching? This is a particularly bad moment for me, in my opinion. But Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, the lead up to it, like, you you can tell something is following them. And he can, the dog has a lot of moments of growling and and, and barking. And he's like, who's there? Who's Who are you barking at? Because the dog can sense some evil is around um, so we know the witches have sent some kind of evil spirit to hurt him mm-hmm. um, well, we, yeah
1: that so wasn't it's terribly very, clear at that point I didn't think to be honest well, we, I don't mean, know, we don't know that there are witches at this stage but we know something no
0: but we know something I mean we know it from the beginning because they make Susie sick just by shining that crystal thing at her so we know there's something yeah. weird and magical going on right from the beginning.
1: Um, magical charming, but yeah. <laughs> not Harry Potter magical. magical. This is not the kind of magic I would be willing to be anywhere near. Yeah. yeah. Do you want yeah. us to say what happens with the dog? It's horrible.
0: Do you want me to say it or do you want to say yeah. it? Yeah.
1: No, not really. I don't really understand. I don't know if I tell it. <laughs>
0: No, you say it. <laughs> so after he leaves, there's there's this buildup of them him and the dog walking down the streets at night and the music is gets very stressful and the dog keeps stopping like there's something around that the dog is trying to protect him from. And he senses it, but he can't see, obviously. And he's like, What is happening? Who's there? And and then they get to this like kind of wide, it's like a plaza there's like a building like an old building and it has like this kind of gargoyle thing at the top and all of a sudden that gargoyle statue takes flight and you see it fly over them and the dog is barking at it and and he's like he can feel it flying, but he doesn't know what it is and then we just see a shadow and then all, all of a sudden the dog starts acting very unlike himself and um attacks his owner in a brutal way and tears out his throat um and it does is it is very graphic um Mm -hmm. they probably you know put a steak or something and the dog is like biting off pieces of meat so it's like quite um quite intense moment and that and there goes a piano player he's done yeah
1: horrible <laughs> that point is that <laughs> i was like i really don't like this film that's the point where i was like no that's i don't like
0: it yeah it, it's pretty brutal <laughs> just just because you see the dog tearing meat it's horrible. It's horrible, and and the implication is that that meat is coming off his body <laughs> so yeah it's quite rough,
1: quite rough. And i know that you said the director's aim is to confuse but I don't know I find that quite annoying to be honest I don't like being I don't like I don't mind mystery but I don't like purposely feeling this confused for most of the film
0: (laughs) I don't I don't find it that confusing because like from the beginning you know there's someone being murdered that you see there's also that weird magical thing that happens with Susie where she gets bewitched and and but, then falls but That Ill. is both
1: those things you've said are confusing because we don't know who the man is or why. And we don't know right. what that crystal is or why. So that's all very right. confusing.
0: But to me, like clear, like the crystal piece gives you like there's something supernatural happening. Like you know there's something yeah. supernatural happening. Um so you know, there's some clues along the way. Ish to what comes up. Um Ish. We probably should take a break and okay. return um, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. back with some more Suspiria.
1: No more dogs, thank you.
0: Yeah, the dog <laughs> is done.
1: We don't know what happens. Does he just go off? I don't know. I don't think he uh,
0: Well, when the, po- the the police come running and the dog takes off, so we're assuming so, yeah. the dog went away somewhere. Yeah. He's, he'd had it. He'd had enough. <laughs> yeah all right well on that note we shall return yeah we are back 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 again back 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 again in the what, beautiful what does, hmm?
1: what does the word Suspiria mean
0: um I feel it means something like sigh like a sigh oh, like a sigh like ah. I think it's, yeah <laughs> a gasp maybe something that has to do with your intake of breath yeah um That's so bad. yeah <laughs> so yes we well, just talked about that terrible scene with the dog that you very much did mm-hmm. not care for
1: no i did not care for it at all well, the bit that I, I liked when we got to the section where they actually explained what was happening, I found that quite interesting because I was like, okay, right. that's a relief. I'm actually, getting, <laughs> I'm actually right. getting to what what's happening here. I'm not saying that yes. I need everything to be clear cut. It's not that at all because loads of films are out and you get twists and turns along the way, but I don't like it when there's literally, in my opinion, there's nothing really steering you're just like what why what's happening why are people being killed why are we going through this I don't understand <laughs> so yeah least, and I think partly hear I, this, I'm like okay. I,
0: I think he wanted to because he said that to him the story he wanted to tell was more visual so like for him the actors and everything else was kind of secondary you know so I think you get a lot of those clues visually, but not, not necessarily explained. If you know what yeah. I mean. But I don't think
1: you do vision. Ish, but I don't think there's nothing gave me the clue that this was a witch's cover. I didn't get. I was like, how would you know that until they explain it? I don't know why you would. Right. I mean, there's mean. there's
0: little things that start to happen with the whole um weirdness of um we hear that weird breathing woman that sarah says that is the directress direct of the school that nobody has seen and she's supposedly never there um and then we get like um so sarah knows something is up and Sarah starts investigating and she had she had the you know, the girl that we see killed at the beginning. Part of the reason she's killed is because she figured it out and she had written everything in notes. So Sarah had her notebook and she's trying to tell. And this is the the funny thing, which is why like the actors don't really, like the characters don't act in maybe a normal way because she's trying to tell Susie these things that she's figuring out, but she always chooses nighttime when Susie has been put on, so when she fell ill, this very strange doctor shows up and puts her on a diet of very little food and lots of wine. Yes. Which sounds wonderful, but um it just wow. leaves her to be <laughs> drunk every night and fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah. When Sarah's trying to tell her, Susie, you're in danger, girl. And Susie's like, well, yeah. I'm sleeping, danger. you know. So she doesn't get to say, like, Susie gets just bits and pieces of what Sarah's trying to say, but she's so drunk that she can't really no, uh, react crazy. to it. Yeah. And then I love, well, I don't love Sarah's death, but I think it's such a cool sequence of events um, when she's being, you know, chased and she thinks that she's... um Jumping off to freedom because she kind of climbs over the wall and then she sees there's like the hall the door to the hallway and it's like um some kind of room that has like tools and and stuff. And when she jumps, there's tons of that wire like that
1: I think this. This yes. might have been even worse than the dog moment for me. I hated this. What a horrible, horrible place It's back. pretty
0: awful because it takes quite a while for her to die. because It's she's
1: horrific. Just
0: basically, it's horrific. this wire is cutting into her skin it's like, every time she tries is to it, move. it chicken
1: wire? Or, I don't know what it's even called. But it's like sharp, like,
0: yeah. like barbed yeah, like wire, without
1: the actual spikes.
0: Right. It doesn't have the barbs, but it's like uh, that thin wire. Yeah. Horrible. and she gets um she's kind of stuck in a giant slinky basically and every time she tries to move to get out she just keeps cutting herself deeper No, um, her that. so yeah it's oh. a pretty wild death scene and then her when he slits her throat there's like a close-up to it and we see like the flesh kind of splits
1: can you can you hear listener why i didn't enjoy this is anyone getting that out there is there anything appealing so far? <laughs> no, this is this is really it's, it's
0: really. I mean, it's brutal, but it's really cool the way it was shot and the you know just the the direction and the cinematography and the just the mechanics of it is really cool. But yeah, it's I'm quite you, graphic.
1: I'm glad you feel that way. <laughs> It's quite graphic. Um, it's not enough for me. I'm sorry. I don't give a shit. If, <laughs> I don't care if like Picasso himself has painted it beforehand. If if I have to sit there and watch someone go through that, I'm like, no thanks. <laughs> I don't think it doesn't matter if you dress it up. You can you can glitter a yeah. turd. As, I don't know. Like, no thanks. No, I think for me,
0: artistic value <laughs> kind of rises over the, the violence. Because but that's because just, you're not
1: bothered by violence, whereas yeah, I, I mean,
0: uh, there's certain violence, like um, a movie like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, bothers me the violence in it, um, and there's nothing beautiful about it at all. Right. It's very gritty. Um, but in this one, I think I I just get mesmerized by how did they do that? Like how did they make that look so beautiful? Um but yes yes. so so that's kind of what leads Susie to start because the next morning she's looking for Sarah and she's nowhere to be found and they tell her she left in the middle of the night she said she was leaving school and she's like that didn't seem right and even our beautiful Mark joins in telling her oh she left last night I remember hearing her leave and she's like and that's when Susie starts going like I don't trust you people anymore. She calls so Sarah's what is, dad. What is the aim? Why, why, why? I guess that's not um really specified. T- one one would I mean you can, I guess. In the in the remake, they go a lot more into explaining the why. And the why is because the lead witch is is basically. Sucking the life out of these young women to make herself come alive again, right? So that's why they're killing them, so that she can then she can
1: yeah re- she
0: rejuvenate it. herself, yeah,
1: yeah. Which we've seen before. That's happened in other right,
0: days. but it's yeah. not explicitly said here. It's just kind of no. all these girls are being killed.
1: Um, yeah, so that's that section that I was talking about earlier, where she, she talks to. I'm not even sure what his name is, but he's the guy that's the psychiatrist and was
0: Sarah's played by yes. So she thought he was Sarah's friend, and so she goes to find him to try to figure out if he knows what happened to Sarah. Um, he's played by Udo Kier, who you know from a ton of things. He was very young then and very handsome, but he was in like a bunch of Andy Warhol films and. You might know him from the Madonna video for Deeper and Deeper. Um, but he, he's he been in tons of things. Um, That's right. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, he's been in a lot. Of, he's a German actor, but he's done a ton of American movies too.
1: Yeah. Um, but he explains. Uh, oh. Yeah. yeah.
0: I was just going to say that apparently there's no HIPAA laws back in the 70s Germany because he. Very quickly says, "Oh, did you not know Sarah was one of my patients? Did mm-hmm. you know what was wrong?" Like he just puts her on blast. Like, is yeah, it like, because she's like, dead? In, well, he doesn't know she's dead. Nobody knows oh, really? that Sarah's dead. Nobody. She she left the school. That's all anybody knows. Oh, okay. Nobody knows that she's dead, but HIPAA covers you even if you're dead. By the way, just doctors are not supposed to say anything about you. What word are you saying? HIPAA? HIPAA, that's that's probably an American oh, thing, but HIPAA. that's the... HIPAA. H-I. HIPAA. is HIPAA. the Health Information Protection Act, whatever it's called, yeah. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, exactly. You're back not then, to apparently, not so. No.
1: But again, when things that are happening in this film are happening, you can't really worry about things like that. It's, uh,
0: yeah, but there I are truly no, there are think no rules. that <laughs> in, in the 70s, Germany, probably that wasn't even a thing, like you were. Because we've seen this in old movies too, where yeah. doctors just are telling people all, all of their patients' business.
1: Yeah. Well, probably um, if he didn't, we really would be in the dark, because without him, I have...
0: It's a good no thing he did. Work. Right. <laughs> right, yeah. So...
1: He explains that's a Greek immigrant called, and by the way, I kept thinking they were saying Imelda Marcus the whole time, mm. but it's Helena uh, Marcus. I had to put the on. Helena sometimes.
0: Marcus,
1: yes. And I was like, wait, what's Imelda Marcus doing now? What, where, don't confuse me before. <laughs> okay. Why is she here? Um, And that she had a, well, they're saying she's a witch, basically. Right. And that she, she was expelled from several places, several countries by religious people who did not care for her ways. Mm-hmm. Um, she was known as the Black Queen. And yeah, she, she was the one that had the money that funded the academy. But then she dies 1905 in a fire. And a pupil one of the pupils takes over. But it was very complicated. There was a lot about, and then there was another. Who was the older guy that
0: was? The a older guy expert? was a, a professor that was just walking by, and he's like, "Oh, he yeah. actually studies witches and covens and he, he's a like he's written yeah. books about it, and, and so he he has him yeah. talk to." Um, he was saying
1: she, you shouldn't be skeptical about these things because mm-hmm. he's experienced it himself. Because he can see in her eyes and she's like, okay, whatever. Why are you, right. you know, telling me the real story? Don't be telling me about witches. and government.
0: Right, she's like, I just want to know where Sarah went. Why are you talking about witches?
1: Exactly, yeah. And he goes yeah. into the story of, <laughs> the history of the whole thing.
0: Well, and funny that, so Udo here was, and you can kind of see their lips, you know, he was speaking English with Susie. So both actors were speaking English. The older actor who plays the professor is a German actor that spoke no English, so he's telling this whole story to the actress playing Susie oh, in, in German. German. Wow! So she said she had no idea what he was saying, so it was all <laughs> like, "Okay."
1: They must have said to her, "Just look confused."
0: Yeah, and she was so like, it worked, "No problem." It worked. <laughs> worked well. No, for her.
1: but he he's saying that um. Well, the psychiatrist was saying that it's the mind playing tricks on her, basically. But he was the one who used to say, well, hang on, there's a lot more to this than you realise. Because he was saying things like bad luck isn't brought by broken mirrors, it's brought by broken minds. And he's like, don't be mm-hmm. listening to suspicions and superstitions, I should say, and blah, blah, blah. But yes. the other, the older guy is like, well, no, wait, there's, there's a lot more to this. But he and he said magic is everywhere and... But he also talked about the leader is very important. He's like, you could have a hundred witches, but if the leader's not there, they're, they're harmless.
0: They loo- they, they, right, they lose all power, which yeah. is an important piece of information later on. Yeah. It's kind of like vampires, right? You kill the head vampire and, and the Lost Boys, for example, you kill the head vampire and all the other vampires can come back to being human. So yeah, it's kind of like if you kill the head witch Then the coven has no power Kind of thing um, Yeah. But I just wanted to mention that When Dario Argento um, Wrote his autobiography The title of it is Broken um, Broken Mirrors, Broken Minds Which is the line from this film uh, Oh wow
1: well, That's where that's come from
0: Well oh, wow. It came in the film first And then he used it as the title of his book
1: yeah, that's what I'm saying, is where the title yeah. came from, yeah.
0: Yes. That's cool.
1: Wow, that's really cool. Um, I liked the bit when they went swimming. I was like, where's that pool? That looks <laughs> nice. I, I,
0: I know, that pool was amazing, that indoor pool that they're swimming.
1: It, yeah. that, and it reminded me that I'm going to Budapest is here, and I'm very much excited about Lovely. going to the big baths, you know, the indoor and outdoor baths. That, it gave me that feeling. I thought that's I could use a swim funny. right now. <laughs> watching this I could do in the moment of just swimming although I wouldn't want to swim in that atmosphere because I would feel like I'd never get out of the pool again, I'd be worried yeah, um, yeah. I'd be like, don't get in that water I also enjoyed, and I can't remember particularly why it was there, but I enjoyed the lederhosen bit
0: <laughs> Well, that's Yeah, that's what the, the blind um, Yeah he goes, uh, goes to uh... I mean it was there because they're in Germany so I guess they were some german people doing some folk dancing
1: it seems to be that's the only reason for that scene to have been there but they were doing that homoerotic slapping of each other i know it was very
0: violent that dance extremely violent violent.
1: (laughs) that's very popular in austria as well that's funny well i've had lederhosen on myself of course as you know
0: (laughs) Mm. yes so uh,
1: the major hose and are more relaxing than this one is <laughs> so do you want to know. talk about the bat you said you were going to bring the bat up later
0: yeah the bat is unfortunate so sarah's in her room and this bat gets into the room and proceeds to attack her which is listener bats do not attack people um, i think they've gotten a lot of really bad um pr through the years about bats like tangling in your hair and all this old wives tales that are not true. Bats have incredible sense of direction, so they would never tangle themselves in your hair. Um, And they even less would attack you like this crazy bat was doing, like purposely attacking her. Um, Even when, when it's like on the ground and it's like cornering her, you know? So clearly this is a bewitched bat. That well, not until sent. it was
1: on the ground did I realize it was a bat, to be honest. I thought it was a crow or a raven or something. I was like, what's happening?
0: <laughs> I mean, the sound was pretty batty. The screeching. Uh... The squeaking, like, yeah. throughout. Um, but yes, she proceeds to... Luckily, she puts, like, a towel over it and then beats it to death. So we don't see the bat being beaten, per se. But I I love bats. I am a big defender of bats, and so this scene I could do without, yeah, for sure. I, thought I, knew I don't, I knew I don't mind people getting killed. Don't kill a bat. Yeah, you don't mind that, <laughs> not at all.
1: Yeah.
0: Not at all. <laughs> I do. So I n- don't mind. So now we're we're like you know careening towards the big climax of the film, right? Because Susie Ooh. now is like. Realizing this is what's happening after talking to the professor, realizing this these women are witches, and um, she ends up walking into the office, and she sees this kind of painting. Because throughout the school, you see these like beautiful like landscape paintings on murals, and she remembers that when she saw uh Pat. On the night that she arrived and pat was like on the, in the door she said she remembered that what she heard her say was something about a blue iris and she sees in the painting there's some flowers and one of them is a blue iris and so she goes and turns it and it opens this secret yeah. door which why would you go in there I'm like no if there's a secret door I'm pretty sure whatever's behind the door is nothing I want to encounter.
1: No, yeah, you don't want to be anywhere near it. Yeah. No, but um,
0: She went goes. down the yellow brick road. Not so yellow brick <laughs> road.
1: I wish it was um, the yellow brick road.
0: Yeah. It, it, was, it just led to awfulness and and that's when she sees Madame Blanc. Um, Madame Blanc. And that little creepy german boy and like all the people are there and they're talking and and she's they're giving her this something to drink i don't know if it was blood or whatever um Mm -hmm. and and she then finds out what happened to sarah because she kind of bumps into something and turns around and there we see sarah's body that's tied to this table with and this this I'm not squimish, but anything that has to do with eyes it, I don't like and it, she has like these two very large pins stuck in her eyeballs and that that I'm squimish for like eye stuff I don't care for
1: You know my so... feelings <laughs> I don't even need to I don't even need to I feel like <laughs> every description you said so far has made any listener realize why I found this a very <clears throat> pleasant experience
0: <laughs> anyway, continue. <laughs> well, no, I mean she's kind of nailed to the table. We see like there's nails, kind of crucified almost, right? Like nails on her hands mm. and on her feet. But those pins in her eyes, I can do without. That's that's oh, that. I'm I'm like that's the one thing. Anything around the eyes makes me very squeamish. Um, agree. And then she finds this other hidden room and i did i did make a note of how beautiful this is all black everything in the room is black the walls are black and then there's this like golden peacock thing like metal peacock i want that room i want to live in that room it's beautiful um without the Half Dead Witch. I'll.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say I'm not visiting you, by the way.
0: No, I I don't want the witch in the room. I just want the witch's room.
1: You just want to paint it black like the Rolling Stones. Correct.
0: (laughs) And then we meet. What was her name? Helena Marcus.
1: Bonham Carter.
0: No, Helena Helena Marcus. Marcus. Helena Marcus. Marcus Bonham Carter.
1: Mel de Marcos.
0: did we hear that breathing thing like that we well, it
1: also is, it's a man's voice for a long time before we meet yeah which i, I didn't know why i mean
0: it's the witch's voice it's just like a very gravelly voice that apparently was recorded by argento's girlfriend at the time obviously it's modified to make it gravelly um and i'm assuming that she did the italian version so we're hearing the the English dubbed. One, right. so it's another actor. Um, yeah. Argento also said that um, he was always like sad that uh, the Italian release of the film nobody gets to hear the actress who plays Susie. Um, what's her name again? Jessica Har- Jessica Harper's voice because mm. she's obviously dubbed by an Italian actor, and um, he said that he loved her the the tone of her voice, so he always felt like they were cheated out. Of yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, um
1: yeah it's isn't it? um so but they yes
0: yeah I mean that's what most films do for some reason this film everything about it was done differently which I think was on purpose because he wanted right. it to look weird and when you do see people talking and someone is speaking German and someone is speaking English their mouths don't quite fit it's funny. like all of it feels very dreamlike and weird yeah um so i think yeah. that was like a choice that he made but um yeah, yeah so we yeah. finally meet the the half-dead burnt witch mm-hmm. who's trying to make a comeback you know can her yeah she wants to
1: come back well, she's worked hard for it <laughs> <laughs> she, she wants
0: to come back back again yeah know? Um, And Jessica Harper said in an interview that the actress, well, she's not really an actress, the woman who plays that witch, which we see pieces of, um, was just like an old, old um, sex worker that Daria Argento found in a street corner. Oh, wow. And he gave her a job for a few hours.
1: I mean, amazing. I love that. I love Italian. That's a great fact, <laughs> right?
0: It's, it's, I think that's the most Italian thing I've ever heard.
1: Like,
0: why not? Come on,
1: why not? Love it. Which did they film it in Italy?
0: Mm-hmm. They filmed yeah. it in Rome and they build like the outside of the school is in a studio, and right? So, yeah.
1: It actually looked like somewhere I would have seen when I went to Venice. It kind of reminded me that the color of the wall and the design looked very, felt like I'd seen that kind of design before. Yeah, yeah. So the ending, you want to explain? No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm lost. But I remember that when she finally gets, she's she's the only one who escapes, and everyone everything's on fire, and they're screaming as the credits right. go up.
0: Well, before, before she gets out, the witch who's like, you see like there's like kind cut sh- cut of shots of parts of her face and stuff and you see like she's all wrinkled and, and kind of almost dead looking and she's trying to get out of the room because she's terrified and there's this like black door that starts to kind of open and the witch starts cackling and says something like hell is behind that door and mm-hmm. Out comes the dead body of Sarah, yeah, right. who's walking and trying to kill now Susie. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: but Susie finds. Oh, I think it's one of the peacock feather things. Mm. That is like like a, she ends up stabbing the witch with that. Yeah, and obviously killing the witch we learned earlier would kind of destroy the coven's power yes so um when she kills the witch we're assuming the other witches all lost their minds and Mm. and then we don't quite see what she does but she walks out of the school with a smirk in her face and then we see the something explode inside the school and fire and Mm. screaming and and sarah's just walking out like yeah later witches (laughs)
1: Is it Sarah
0: walking out? Not Sarah.
1: I'm... I was Seriously. gonna say now. Sorry. I know no, I'm confused, but I'm not. No, kind of a not... dead body. I was like, hang on.
0: <laughs> I don't think Sarah has the capability to smile. I was gonna
1: anymore. say, hang on a minute now. No. Wait a minute.
0: Sorry. Hold, sorry.
1: hold the phone there. <laughs> yes. No.
0: Not not Sarah, but not Susie. Sarah. Yes. It's the S names, which I think at the beginning, Olga. Tells them names with S's are for oh, snakes yeah. or something yeah, she does weird that. like that. It's
1: just not very childlike. Have you mm-hmm. seen the remake?
0: I have seen the remake.
1: And you didn't like it?
0: I did not care mm. for it. I think it's more like the story. It doesn't look anything like this. They made it very... uh beige everything is beige in the remake there's no color at all which I'm guessing they did on purpose to kind of make it a completely different world but what makes Suspiria the classic it is, is yeah
1: is it's just like, yeah, it looks like
0: no other film you've ever seen yeah um and uh everything is beige uh Tilda Swinton plays um like the Madame Blanc of the school all right um, okay and she's great and everything, but it's well, just, she's always great, yeah. You know the story is a lot more obvious and a lot more okay coherent, but right. it's not. It doesn't have the impact, the visual Charm. impact.
1: Yeah, right. Interesting. So I didn't.
0: I didn't. It's okay. I just didn't love it because didn't care for it. Yeah, I mean, I read Ooh. that. Um. Argento told his cinematographer, who's uh, Giuseppe Luciano. No, not Giuseppe. Giuseppe's the production designer, Giuseppe. I I made notes because they have to be mentioned. Um, The cinematographer is Luciano Tovoli. And he told him to watch Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And he told him, those are the colors I want in this film. I wanted to look to have that same color palette. The, like the yeah. you know like Snow White has the blues and the yellows and the reds Ooh. and all the primary colors and um and then they they processed the film in technicolor. This was one of the last films ever to use technicolor which is like all the old musicals you were filmed in technicolor. Um so he he wanted it to have that just saturated color look. Yeah yeah,
1: yeah. that's interesting.
0: Um, yeah wow. Yeah, yeah, it is quite um, a violent film, but it's visually like nothing you've ever seen.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is beautiful, visually. But I would not want to enjoy watching that again, no way.
0: Yeah, I've seen it quite yeah. a few times through my life. I, I did get to see it in a movie theatre, I think when I lived in New York, probably. They did a screening Ooh. and it's just, I mean, it's like, you want to just lick the screen, Is so beautiful to look at. Um. <laughs> But yes, so yeah. what would you give this in scare factor?
1: Um, because it wasn't so much scary; it's just grim. It's horrible. Mm, I don't know, Five, six, six. Okay. Because I don't, it's not so much that it was scary; it was just really unpleasant.
0: Just a lot watch. of blood and and
1: yeah, I wasn't. It was not like beating. Yeah, it's just not very really, It's yeah, it's unpleasant unpleasant
0: (laughs) okay well this is one of my all time favorite movies Um, and I don't find it scary at all just because I think it's just so beautiful to look at that I don't find any of it scary because I'm just every time I watch it I'm just like it's so pretty those colors are so beautiful so
1: I'm going to stick to Snow White if I need to see those colors again (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> you you do you boo.
1: Yeah. Well that's the list. I mean I that's yes. not what I'm going to watch again. But I'm interested, you know, I always I always appreciate seeing any of them. It's interesting for sure. Yeah. That, and, it, and
0: and this is like the 50 mark. So we're now on the lower getting lower into the scarier stuff. Mhm. Yeah. Well that's yes. happened
1: for that's happened for quite a while. But I just, well, yeah, yeah. The bit I just
0: well, don't, I I will say the next one is kind of a, a little break from it's not as as intense as this one as far okay. as the violence oh, right. goes. What,
1: what have we got next?
0: So I think it's it's more fun and lighter, and there's more comedy in it. So our next one is one that's when it came out. I don't think it did terribly well. But I have a very special place in my heart for this film. And it is The Faculty. Oh, ooh. interesting. Um, I do enjoy this film quite a lot. It's just really fun. And it's one of the best soundtracks um, of any film out there. The music is awesome. has a lot of cool music in it. And it has a huge cast of people you know. So you'll, you'll enjoy it. I'll enjoy that.
1: Okay, good give me a break
0: yeah (laughs) yes it'll be way less intense than this for sure and way less confusing it's it's a lot more yeah straightforward storytelling yeah
1: i don't know i don't want it to sound like i need i need things to be obvious it's not that it's just i don't know i just i with this i was like eh, because some some films kind of you enjoy the ride like Mm -hmm. Something as random as La La Land, for example, half the film you don't really know what's going on, but you just enjoy similarly the visual, I suppose. But I don't know. I just feel like with some of the, with this one, until they literally started explaining about the witches, I was like, what the hell is happening right here and now?
0: (laughs) Here on this day today.
1: Yeah. And if you're not enjoying any of the visuals, then the visual violence. And it's not, right. it's just, it's a struggle. The struggle was real. But well, I views, think
0: you won't really struggle that much with the next one. So, good.
1: all right. Peter well. Andre did a song called Insania, and I keep thinking that's what it went like, this is Insania. And like all we well, all I've heard, to is pretend Suspiria.
0: you just like compare Suspiria to anything that has to do with Peter Andre. We're just going to move past that.
1: I didn't compare the film to Peter Andre. I'm saying that the word reminded me of Insanias. Every time I've said Suspiria, in my mind (laughs) I've gone, this
0: is Suspiria. Oh, Lord.
1: I think we should, that's quite nice to end on a lighter note.
0: On a lighter note, yes. Peter Andre is very light, for sure. Yeah. All right, well, We'll be back with the faculty next time.
1: Yeah, we'll see you in the next 50.
0: Yes. We're going down. See you for the
1: top 50, darlings. Right. Right. Bye. Bye, Suspiria.